0: You are listening to episode 72 of the Playing Full Out podcast with Rita Hyland. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. Able to handle whatever comes our way in business and life is critical to our happiness and success. Am I right? Therefore, how we solve problems becomes a key competency and determines our reality, both at work and home. That's why in today's podcast, I wanted to tackle the truth about problem solving and offer you a framework so that you can start to tackle even the problems you think are the hardest, the stickiest, or the ones you have previously believed are impossible To resolve, what if I told you I had the bulletproof framework to solve your current problem? One that you can return to again and again when you have something you're struggling with. You might think it's too good to be true, but it's not. I want you to say goodbye to the time draining, life sucking, impact inhibiting situations in your life and say hello to producing the work that's calling you, the masterpiece you and others need. To be created by you and for you to live your life on your own terms, guided by the life that you have designed. As I share my four part framework to solve any problem you may currently be facing, I will share a couple examples that will hopefully resonate with you so that you can see how to put this framework into action fast and get back to making the decisions and taking the actions that will create your standout work, or your life-changing outcome. And do this for yourself and for those you serve. Let's begin. Right now, I'm about to let you in on a life-changing secret. At least this is what my clients tell me again and again has made the biggest difference in their life and work. It has to do with the power of the stories you tell yourself. Your current work and life are a reflection of your stories, Your stories are made up of your thoughts and your assumptions, your interpretations of events. They are simply the perspective that you tell yourself. They are the premises on which you begin to build and make other decisions. So your stories determine whether you see opportunities instead of obstacles, or a path to success instead of failure, or even the path to problem resolution or not the reason our stories our interpretations are so important is that they drive what we do next yes you're following everything you do in business and life therefore is determined by your interpretation and in the story that you tell about it and what this means is that your interpretation determines where you're focusing how you again make decisions And whether you show up to take the the actions that are going to ultimately change the course of your life. Why is this so important? What are most responsible for holding back countless careers, relationships, creative endeavors, our lives, are the stories that we aren't even aware that we're telling ourselves. And anytime you are struggling or seeking to resolve a problem, the answer always begins with examining your current story or perspective. Again, it's like the premise on which everything is built. If your problem was a building, the basement is the story. It's the foundation that you're building the rest of the building on. It's the foundation for which you are using to build and resolve your problem. And we all know the difference if you're building with sand or if you're building with brick and mortar. That's how important a story is. One of the biggest challenges with the way most go about solving problems is that we set out to address the problem, but sometimes what we think is the problem isn't the problem at all. And that's what I see day in and day out about why people are stuck. So this framework is one to end all of the old traditional ways that we've been trained to go after and solve a problem. For example, a single person might want to solve his or her problem that they aren't dating anyone and seek to find a solution to the problem by Identifying places to meet people. And then when they don't meet anybody after a few months, the individual might believe or start telling themselves the story that all the good ones are gone or they're, you know, they're married off or the ones that aren't married off are the jerks. The person will keep looking for Mr. or Mrs. Wright, never realizing that the problem isn't actually that the numbers of good single people are available is too low. You know, so they've misdiagnosed here the problem, and therefore they go about finding a solution for something that really isn't the problem at all. They don't recognize that their founding premise or their story will not allow them to ever solve the problem. And this is why so many get confused and challenged by situations and remain unable to solve their problems, whether they're big or small. This framework will help you do that for whether regardless of the problem or the size of it. Therefore, if you want to solve a problem, you must first examine your stories and your interpretations. So our life is based on the stories we tell. The problem is we don't know we're telling ourselves a story. There is the tricky part. And we spend our lives playing out and investing and protecting stories that we call fact. And what this means is that you don't have a problem based on your circumstances or the situation. You have a problem based upon your story. And this also means that as fast as you can recognize and rethink and reconstruct your story, that that's how fast you can resolve it and your current problem and any that you may have going forward in the future. So let me walk you through this four part problem solving framework and show you how it applies to you. The first of the four phases is the recognition phase. This phase is really actually very simple. This is the phase where you identify and acknowledge, I'm telling myself a story. All you have to do in this is say, what I'm saying is not a fact. I am telling myself a story. So right now, when you're in a problem and you see the problem, but you do not have the answer, recognize that you are telling yourself a story and declare it as such. Now, You do not need to know the specific story in this phase. This is simply to quiet your ego that has previously said the problem is X or that this is a fact. Now, in this phase, you're saying, I'm open to see if it is another letter of the alphabet. It's not X. I don't know which alphabet letter it is, but it's definitely not X. As I said before, it can require a humbling of the ego. Because we have been protecting it and our mind doesn't like to vacillate between things that are uncertain. You've got it. The first of the four phases, again, the recognition phase. Now, once you've acknowledged, I think I'm telling myself a story and I know I'm in a story because I'm having a problem that cannot be resolved yet. The second phase is the rethinking phase. This is where you're actually going to call out the story itself. You're going to identify that story that is at really at the base of the problem. It's like you recognize this probably because you have, as I've said, you're, you're so defensive against it and calling it a fact. To do this, you may want to make a list of all of the things that you are calling a fact. I'll give you an example. Man named Tom. Tom was a business owner of a successful company. He was overwrought, distressed, exhausted, fatigued by all that he was carrying. When he came to me, he was pretty doubtful that I could do anything to help because he was very successful at creating strategy. That was his gift, his jam. And so he thought of everything he could possibly do to resolve his problem that he had family members who were weighing on him, that were draining him, that constantly needed him, I asked him, are you open to looking at your stories or your perspective on this? He took step one. He recognized he was in a story. He said yes. He'd be open to looking. That's all he had to do for step one. Now, when we looked at his second phase, the rethinking phase, he was calling it a fact that these family members' happiness were dependent on him and that they were his responsibility. He never challenged that. Despite all of the ideas and solutions that he had been using over the past few years to have them become more responsible, to help them, to meet with them, none of these things seemed to add up to actually solve the problem. That is that his family kept coming to him emotionally, financially, and physically, were relying on him. There was nothing, as he said, that could be done about this. This is who they were. He never challenged the the root or rethought in this rethinking phase prior. He had never considered that maybe the story that he was telling himself was, in fact, not a fact, that it was reliant upon him to take care of these people. Now, in the rethinking phase, it's very easy for me to be able to see, as it is oftentimes for others to see, the basic story that we're telling ourselves that's causing the problem. But sometimes it's harder for us to do it for ourselves. That would mean we have nine different vantage points and perspectives on ourselves when really we only have one or two. That is why in this step, you want to write down the things that you're calling facts, the ones that you really are actually are stories or assumptions, And in this next space, what we're going to do is we're going to challenge them. I'm going to give you an example, though, because – and I've mentioned it before. In Adam Grant's book, it's called Think Again, which is a really good book about revisiting and looking at things through different perspectives, those things that we can only see one way that when we start to look at them from a different space, that can really put us in an entirely new trajectory. Well, he shares a story. It's a true story of these firefighters who were caught in the midst of a tremendous forest fire out west. And their problem in the moment was that their life was at stake because the forest fire had circled them and they had to get out. So their problem is saving their life. And some of the firefighters, they all, some of them broke off into different groups and did different things. One of the groups that I'm going to talk to you about is the one who started running. And what they found unfortunately, is that they did lose their lives, that they in- did not escape successfully. They were sprinting. These were very strong men and women. And what the inspectors afterward noticed is that they had almost made it out, that they were like 200 yards away from breaking free of the fire. But what they also noticed is that they had all of their equipment on them. They were not able to rethink or think again about what assumptions they were making that were really the base of the problem to be solved. So they would say in that moment that the fire was causing the problem when really it was the story they told themselves that they could not give up their equipment or their tools. That's just not the identity of a firefighter. So had they, these inspectors were able to say at the pace and rate they could go, that they knew, had they been able to rethink what their problem was and to identify the story they were telling themselves that was co- really causing them, to holding them back from resolving the problem, they would have actually survived. That's the power of being able to correctly identify the problem and what story is really that which is never going to allow you to have a accurate or best solution. In this rethinking phase, the sentence you want to answer is, the story I am open to challenging is I have to take my tools with me if I'm a firefighter. In the case of Tom, it would be the story I'm challenging is I'm responsible for my family member's happiness and financial solvency. One of the best ways to challenge in this phase is to say, can I absolutely know with certainty and absoluteness that this is a fact? Is there ever a time when there is an exception to this? And if there's ever an exception, then that means it's not truth because truth is consistent. Fact is a fact because it's always a fact. It's always there. And there's so really so few facts, but we call everything a fact when actually it's an interpretation or a story. And once we get that, we realize I can change the story, I can change this interpretation. And when I do that, which also is a perspective, I'm going to get a very different solution. Because when you go into the next phase, the third phase of the problem-solving formula is the reconstruction phase. And this is where we rewrite the story. What is an opposing alternate story? For the firefighters, you know, the first story that's causing the problem is I can't let go of my equipment. The opposing alternative story is I can let go of my equipment. It's that easy that a, a firefighter doesn't always have to hold on to their tools. Can I absolutely know that that in every circumstances is, is a fact? That's the challenging. So this is the challenging phase, the reconstruction phase. This is where we pull things apart and rewrite them. This is the phase where we agree to release our old story, in favor of a new, more supportive story that supports us. Sometimes this can simply present itself as giving ourselves permission to do something differently or to go against what a person or society or institution's story or training has given us. I'm giving myself permission to no longer invest in the story that I have to be responsible for this person's happiness, that I have to protect the status quo You know, I heard my daughter, when I proposed a different resolve to a problem, she said, mom, people don't do that. You don't do that. That's not, that's just not what you do. So what you want to say there, and if we went and took it through with a child's problem, it is for them to recognize and us to help them. You're telling yourself a story. That's the recognition phase. The rethinking is, the story I'm telling myself is that I don't have a choice about what class I take, what school I go to, what sport I play, how I address this with my friend. The third phase of the reconstruction phase is to pull that apart and to say, I absolutely can not attend this. I can tell this person I don't agree. I can send a letter to this. This is where we challenge those things that we have previously said there were no options to, that we didn't have a choice in. In the case of the person, the single person who's looking for a new relationship, the underlying story, they were in a story, they rethunk, if you will, the story that men or women are jerks and there are no single ones left. The reconstruction phase is there are plenty of individuals who are five-star individuals to partner with. And releasing by releasing the old story, they are able to go into the fourth phase, which is the resolve. What are the five to seven ideas that I have right now based upon this new reconstruction or rewritten story that I can take action on. And this is where you find, like I said, five to seven other ideas for solving your current situation. What we're getting to here is that your circumstances are not your problem. It's your story about the circumstance that is your problem. And when you can have this framework to help you in step one, recognize I am in a story. Recognize is the first phase. Rethink phase two. Rethink your story. Rewrite it. This is where you say the story I'm telling myself is, and then you complete that sentence. So you've identified your story. Then you can in phase three, reconstruct the story. Ultimately, this is the new story that disrupts the story that has been in the, the root of the problem prior. I can't spend money on this. That's not what you do. This is not the time. It's uprooting and being, a, becoming a disruptor in phase three. That's so important. Challenging constructs that have limited us and kept us from being able to think bigger and differently. In phase four, which is resolve, the resolution phase with the reconstructed story, you're going to have different solutions that could not and were not previously even able to be seen. This is where it will become easy to find new solutions and strategies to your problem. So whether you're trying to save your life like the firefighters or release yourself from caring family members or even growing a new revenue stream at your company, this four-step framework will help you tackle that problem. What you're going to be amazed by and realize is that you actually never had a problem at all. It was your story about the situation that was keeping you stuck. It was your story and your interpretation of it that didn't allow you to see other answers and opportunities. This exact framework is responsible for a woman named Beth reuniting with her family after 25 years. It's responsible for doubling and even tripling revenues, building a new career at age 60 when it was thought impossible, starting a global foundation that now protects abused women and another one that, that stops sex trafficking. It's been responsible for the birth of children, several children. Remember that your circumstances or the situation is not the problem. The story and the interpretation you tell yourself about them is change your story or your starting premise. Change that basement foundation. Be a disruptor. Look at something from an entirely new perspective. Speak it out in your meetings. What if we just, we we ignored and said, that's not an actual fact, When you do that, you're going to be able to tackle problems that you, as I said, previously thought were impossible. That's any work situation, relationship, or personal problem that gets thrown your way this week, use the four-part framework to resolve it. To do this, you may need to take on the role and identity of being a disruptor, as I mentioned. Be a challenger. The thing is, is as a leader, you are here to create new things and influence in new ways. And this likely means a current story is in need of being dropped or restructured, and being replaced with something new. I invite you to begin practicing becoming a master problem solver and experience the power, ease, and the simplicity that life can have and that will follow when you do. The world needs the life-changing impact that you are here to make. Your leadership as a problem solver is inherent within you. You have the power within. Nothing on the external has to change in order for you to access your own wisdom and the best possible answer to what exists. I look forward to talking to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them and may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to breakthrough at com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast.